Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear a Sunday sermon along with the scripture lesson read by that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all of our diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. The scripture lesson for this fourth Sunday of Advent comes from the first chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 46 to 56. Let us listen to God's word taken from Mary's song of praise. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Indeed, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary, Mary remained with her about three months and then return to her home. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One day in a previous pastorate, I made a phone call to a couple at whose wedding I had officiated the year before. Given the relationship that we had formed during that time of preparing and then celebrating the big event, I thought after their first anniversary, I, that I would follow up and see how things were going. So on this particular day when I called, the husband answered the phone and after identifying myself, there was this brief pause on the other end until he greeted me warmly. I told him why I was calling and how I wanted to stop by to see them. Turned out his wife was home at the same time and so we were quickly able to find a day and time that worked for us. And then just a few days later, I was seated in their family room. As we began, the husband said to me he was so glad that I'd reached out because there were some things that had surfaced in their marriage that they wanted to discuss with me. And I don't remember exactly what those issues were that we moved on to talk about, but what I do remember is what he said next. As he said, I had been thinking about calling you for weeks, but just had hesitated in doing so. So when you called me out of the blue, the first thing I thought was, okay, God, I get it. 
and I'm so glad that you have come over. We had a wonderful conversation afterwards, but as I left that night, I think all three of us still were filled with this sense of wonder over how God had brought it about. It was amidst vastly different circumstances that I think that there was that same feeling that led to the words that we read moments ago. They recall the response of Mary, the one who will be the mother of Jesus. And before we turn and listen in again to what she had to say in that moment, I want to recount for you all that had been happening in her life in the days previous. As it had all begun when the angel Gabriel came to see her also out of the blue and gave her the startling message that God had chosen her to bear God's own son. Amazingly, after hearing that announcement, Mary asked only one question. And once she got a response, she went ahead and said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And with that response, Gabriel's job was finished, and so he left. And Mary departed soon thereafter, too. For as part of that same conversation, she had learned that an older relative of hers, a woman named Elizabeth, who had been unable to have children previously, was also pregnant. Last Sunday, during our time of worship, we read of that moment when Mary came to the home of Elizabeth and Zechariah, and how upon hearing her voice, an in utero John the Baptist leaped for joy. Luke tells us that it was then that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and was able to celebrate not only what God was doing in the life of Mary, but how this child that she was carrying would in fact be her Lord too. And it was after that song from Elizabeth that Mary spoke. My soul magnifies the Lord, she said and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Those words and the song that follow are often referred to as the Magnificat. It's the Latin word for magnify. And Mary goes on to celebrate what God is doing in her life. Surely from now on, she says, all generations will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. She then proceeds to talk about these kinds of reversals that God is bringing about with these events. Scattering the proud, brought down the powerful, lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry with good things, sent the rich away empty. In worship two weeks ago, in the Song of Hannah, we heard similar themes being articulated about what God was doing. And then Mary concludes her song with an incredible, insightful, sort of global understanding of what was happening and the impact of her son's birth. As she says, God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his promise. 
according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Luke then simply concludes that moment by saying that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Her song is filled with all kinds of things about the nature of God that would be worthy of our attention, focusing on it line by line. And yet when I was pondering it again this week, I was struck by the tone of her song, or at least what I imagined it to be. Remember, this is really the first time Luke gives us insight into how Mary now is responding to all these things that have been going on, the visit from Gabriel, the insight that Elizabeth showed that she should have had no reason of knowing. Clearly, none of us was present on that day and thus can say with certainty exactly what the tone was of the Magnificat, but I hear it as a song of amazement, a song of wonder for what God has done and would be doing. And I'd like for us to spend a few minutes together thinking about our own times of wonder. Now certainly, we can wonder about all kinds of things. Most Eagle fans I know are wondering right now how far their team will go in the playoffs. After watching just two episodes, I'm wondering about the reaction at Buckingham Palace to this documentary being aired right now between, about Meghan and Harry. Some of you may be wondering how you can possibly complete everything on your to-do list before Christmas, while others yet might be wondering how this time will be different due to the absence of a loved one. I suspect that kind of wondering was happening for Mary as well, as she was trying to anticipate what things would happen for her and for her son in the years that followed. And yet when I'm talking about a wonderment that is present in her words, I'm speaking of a sense of wonder over what God has done. We know times like that too. Anyone who has ever witnessed the birth of a child experiences this sense of wonder over what just has happened. Witness a particularly beautiful sunset or have a prayer answered in an unexpected way. Watch two long-estranged siblings finally men or come and listen to one of our lessons and carols services and you get this sense of wonder rising up within. That as much as you're able to explain the pieces maybe that were behind those sort of things, that it is a time when you recognize that God is doing something and it touches you. Some of you may remember a story I told once before about an educator named Dodie Gaudiant. After 13 years in the classroom, she decided one summer she wanted to travel across the country and see many of these places that she had only been teaching her students about. And so she set out one day by herself, driving a truck with a camper in tow, 
And things were going well until she got to this curve on Interstate 5 near Sacramento. And as it turned out, something happened to her water pump. So she barely is able to get the vehicles to the side of the road. And even though it's rush hour, no one is stopping to help her. This was in the days before cell phones, too. And so Dodie simply had to wait. She remembers leaning up against the camper and praying, God, please send an angel, preferably one with mechanical experience. (laughs) And just a few minutes later, this Harley pulls over. Huge man is, is sitting on it, covered with tattoos, long black hair, black beard, and without even a word to Dodie, he gets out and starts working on her truck. Soon he waves down a larger vehicle that's able to tow both the truck and camper off the road and then on a side road while he continues his efforts. And and Dodie's just watching all this really without a word. She really finds herself unable to speak, especially when she sees the back of his leather jacket that says, Hell's Angels, (laughs) California. A few minutes later, the man finishes the work and and Dodie is is finally able to speak and she is certainly profusely thankful for what he has done for her. But he notices the way that she has been looking at him and before he gets on, as he gets on his bike and just before he leaves, he turns to her and says, don't judge a book by its cover. You never know who's talking to you. Mary knew the ones to whom she had been talking in those recent events, and yet for her too, there was this sense of wonder over what God was doing, which led her to sing, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Clearly, much of what she was celebrating in that instant was what God was doing for her, and with her. And yet her words also speak of of how God was doing things through her that were affecting many other people. She was talking about the great reversals happening in the world around her. She spoke of how this birth was going to change the relationship between God and human beings. And when we see that kind of thing happening too. When we see evidence of God's work occurring in a larger sense, there is for us as well a sense of wonder. Let me give you a glimpse of just some of the few ways that we've seen God at work in this congregation during our last six months.
Getting that glimpse of just some of the things God has done without a doubt fills us with a sense of wonder as well over what has been happening in a much larger way. Which is why on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we join our voice with an ancestor in the faith in declaring too, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.